0: rogue padron a bloody nose at bloody nest things are about to get uglies a sad report and the last talon this is rogue leader all wings
1: report in rogue six standing by
2: rogue seven standing by
1: rogue three standing by.
0: Listeners, welcome to the latest episode of Rogue Podron. This is Season 5, Mission 5, and we're about to go into Wraith Squadron, Chapter 17 through 20. But before that, a quick reminder of your hosts. If Danny, Rogue 6, was a Netflix original series, he would be Bojack Horseman because it's one-third funny, one-third woke, and one-third makes you uncomfortable.
3: (laughs) a more perfect <laughs> description has never been given I love it that's my favorite one yet Meg that's really good <laughs> it's one so third good. <laughs> <laughs> you know only one third though yeah, yeah.
0: just one third yeah.
3: it's my middle third yes <laughs> <One> third. <laughs> <laughs> See, what like I you said makes you work? uncomfortable oh, <laughs> there's that third <laughs>
0: There we go. Rogue 7 would be Sense 8 because it's all gay sci fi. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I love that show. Such a good show. Oh, and I like Saf too. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Coincidence.
0: Heath, Rogue 3, would be making a murderer because he's the only one of us who would actually go to all that trouble to dig up that much dirt on someone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> Don't cross me.
0: <laughs> and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be Voltron, Legendary Defender, because like Shiro, I deserve a break.
2: It's so true. So true. This is such a good host thing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I feel good about it.
3: Well, <laughs> speaking of being awesome, I have a question about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Go for it. Uh, so last week we saw the release of the final book of the Aftermath trilogy, and I know at least I read it. Any anyone else? I'm eighty yeah. percent done. Nice all right so i'm on uh,
0: chapter three
3: of aftermath
0: so (laughs) (laughs) you're getting there yeah well you you still
3: you have enough background information to answer the question uh one of the characters in that book will end up being an x-wing pilot in our sequel trilogy as we know good old snap wexley and so now that we've seen his story on jakku uh i'm just curious what do you think happened between then and well really the force awakens when we see him again or i guess the podameron comic is when we see him again but uh what what happened between now and then to get him to where he was what adventures do you think snap has been up to
2: he dated a potential spy i have zero reference
0: on this yeah um... go on <laughs> the comic
2: <laughs> it's the the photo
3: comic <laughs> I don't even know Make. who, who snap I... Sorry, Greg Grumberg.
0: <laughs> I, I know who he is. He works at Yorktown doing security. but um, No, I don't, but I don't know what happened to him in the last book of the Aftermath trilogy. Yeah,
1: so I didn't, I, I, didn't really I, get to the end yet. So I don't know I, uh, what like, actually ends up happening to him or anything. I think he okay, became well, a die.
0: Galactic delivery Here, Here's boy.
3: the
1: non-spoiler version
3: is that he didn't die. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm going to say he turned, into, are you
3: sure? he turned into a young Greg Grumberg. <laughs> the last chapter like, describes his Trump. transformation.
0: <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> I think he's just always been like that. Like, just been Greg Grumberg.
3: Yeah, I definitely imagine Greg Grumberg when I'm reading the Aftermath books now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't picture anybody else. <laughs> Which is funny because Greg Grumberg is what, like in his forties. <laughs> and that's my yeah. picture him.
2: <laughs> not a teenager. Yeah. So, was it you who,
1: who was you talking about that on Twitter and I photoshopped a baby with Greg Grunberg's head?
3: <laughs>
1: I said he was born. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great. I love it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um yeah, I'm not I who knows what he did.
1: Yeah, I feel like he, I don't know how to say this and sound nice about it, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he kind of reminds me of some of the kids I knew from high school who just like went back to my hometown and have just like been chilling there. I feel like I could picture him just like going back to his home until like there's the new immediate danger of the first order. And that's when he's like, oh, okay, maybe I should do something. Thing again with my life
3: sure i love that the star wars version of like the, the star Wars version of going back to your hometown and just hanging out is like flying x-wings right <laughs> like <laughs> oh it's that guy from my high school class he just went home and flew x-wings <laughs> what a loser <laughs> <laughs> where is because he he's mentioned in is it bloodline or before the awakening when he pops up again
0: I feel like he pops uh, again. Like, line?
3: maybe. Yeah. Was he like. Is he in the New Republic at that point? So think
1: so. so he's uh, yeah, like, I think he was. He's
3: like just always yeah. an X pilot. Yeah.
1: New Republic. He's just like always hanging around.
3: Which, from what we've learned from Rogue Squadron, it's uh, pretty impressive that he's still alive after flying X Wings for that many years.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I guess the New Republic didn't really have that many things to do once the Empire had like
3: died off i don't know that's true what do x-wing pilots do in non-war time they just fly <laughs> just like, for parade
1: they just keep the peace i don't know
2: hit
0: <laughs> unmarried people
1: <laughs> i feel I like am- they do all of the things that we mentioned during that one listener question we had about like the weird little contest that bro and corn would have oh yeah, oh, yeah absolutely constantly that's flawed. just what they're doing the whole time <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff
3: all right, well, keep on keeping on, Snap.
1: You
0: snap. snap <laughs> just be Snap. Keep snapping. Keep snapping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> tonight will be a very special show because um, Rogue Leader had to relocate their home base over the weekend. And were are unable to do show notes, so we're just going to X-wing it.
1: Let's do it. Discussion. Woo! We'll see how this goes. <laughs> we'll it's an ex- <laughs> it's experimental today. If right? it goes well, Meg may never do show notes again. <laughs> you, t- you never
0: know. No, I want that show show notes like honorary award. I want it? I Wait, need I deserve
3: it. Is that a thing?
0: Uh, Mike joked about it. I'm gonna say it's real because he said it.
3: Oh, for the podcast awards. <laughs> I know
2: it. Ex- I know it's. Uh, it. It's real <laughs> now. Like it um, to be. I will
1: nominate you for show notes awards they're always yeah. very good
3: <laughs> if you, you don't we'll give you a glistening show notes oh that'd be
1: wonderful. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> absolutely we could do that as well
0: we could we could do whatever we want speaking of nobody some can fools stop us. Would do whatever they want chapter seventeen we start off with them debriefing after they blew up that whole base on a planet i can't pronounce zartan and they come up with kind of a new plan they don't want to make it super obvious that the rebel the the republic is hitting all of the bases that the night night crawler the night caller visits <laughs> so...
3: okay but imagine if it was the night crawler
0: <laughs> but imagine <laughs> so much better <laughs> That sounds way less like an escort service. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like a stoker now. Isn't that a little bit, like, scarier, though? Like, the Nightcaller does not sound intimidating. <laughs> like, when you look at all of the other Imperial ship names, you're just like, Nightcaller? <laughs> not scary. Yeah. Maybe they used to be an escort service. I, mean, I think the did. name like Captain Darillion was like the best in the whole galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why he has such a big ego. Gosh. Anyway, oh <laughs> they kind of talk about how. There are speculations on what Zinj is doing is that he's building up all of these small enterprises and small bases to compartmentalize everything he needs in order to build up his warlord status. And Wedge remarks that basically they've switched roles where now what was the Rebel Alliance is the New Republic and is legitimate government body. And Zinj has all of these covert, mobile, hidden bases just like the Rebels used to have. And as an old man, he reminisces about like, ah, oh, the good old days. But he's <laughs> so happier with how it is now because they don't get, you know, turned in and tortured for being Rebel Alliance.
3: Sorry, did you so just I've... call twenty-eight-year-old Wedge an old man? <laughs>
0: said, everybody else in this book does. Uh,
3: it's
1: very, it's very strange because, like, I have to keep reminding myself that that he's. 28. Younger than me?
0: Yeah, actually. right. Like,
1: I'm turning 30 yeah. this wedge. Well, keep, like, keep by age, as he's this, like, 40 younger than year old you. Dude. Yeah.
3: But, like, emotional maturity.
1: Wow, Danny, that's rude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> rude. Faith also remarks that what Zingh is doing, he's also doing a very good job of being motivational, and making all of these planets want to support him because he's giving them trade, access to technology, all these things they didn't have before. And you can't really blame them necessarily for being like, you know, this warlord isn't so bad.
3: Can we? Is this a good time to talk about Zinj?
0: Sure, we can talk about Zinj. I'm
3: kind of disappointed with this the guy. Time.
0: W- why is that?
3: I just feel like he was in the background of I don't know. He's been around since book two, right? Where he's been like in the background where they're like, oh, Warlord Zinge this and oh, Warlord Zinge that. And I'm like, wow, there's this guy called Warlord Zinge. Like that's got to be some either like super badass or super crazy dude. And he's pretty vanilla. I feel like. Like, he's just a villain who wants power, and there's nothing unique or special or interesting about him.
0: I agree with you from what we know about Zinch right now. (laughs) Aha. So.
3: Noted. (laughs) So. Yeah, I guess I feel like part of the problem is that we have like now that he's the main villain of the book, we still haven't spent much time with him. Like Kirtan yeah. Lore was boring, but we like at least understood what the stakes were. Whereas Warlord Zinj, like we occasionally get a quick couple paragraphs, but then it's like all our time is spent with the Rays. So I'm like, right, I don't, and- I don't quite understand or appreciate the threat that this guy poses at the moment.
0: Right, and it's usually Zinj passing down orders and ribbing Trigget, right? You don't mm-hmm. just see him doing things by himself. So, it'll develop. It'll develop. We still have two and a half more books to go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so.
3: I guess Heath and Seth have nothing to say about Warlord's in. <laughs>
2: I'm still just kind of laughing on my head about him being vanilla. <laughs> what did you want him to be into, Danny?
3: <laughs> did I use that right? Doesn't that just mean super boring, or did I use that totally wrong? No,
2: you're, you're right.
3: No. You're right. I'm terrible. Okay.
2: You're right.
0: I'm, okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: you're, you're right. <laughs> I'm trying you're to be right, hip, I just okay? Did all the wrong trying to connect you're right, to our young right. listeners because apparently, you as a 28 year old, said- I'm just an old man over here. <laughs>
0: We're the worst. All right. So, we also find out that there are a bunch of cells on some of these worlds that are exactly the same as the ones in Bing Ring's biomedical company that Piggy was raised and trapped in for all of his life. So, there's definitely a hint of something going on there. and is setting us up for the future that okay something's something's going on that is maybe a little bit weirder or more unusual or more cruel than just building some TIE Fighters. More piggies. Yes, we will we'll get a lot more background on on route. And I totally understand that you just said we should just have more piggies, and I missed it the first time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yes. Good. I'm excited (laughs) about this idea of more, like, super intelligent Gamorians. It's well, super intelligent races that aren't normally, like, that would be cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Can we get, like, a super intelligent Rancor next? Oh, my God. God.
1: Yes. And a Bantha. And a bantha. Yes, bantha pilot. An X-wing,
2: bantha
1: pilot. Uh, I want a bantha <laughs>
3: pilot. Sarlacc pilot. Where would you put the Sarlacc? <laughs> what if, what if all Sarlacs are pilots and their X-wings are just buried? What if the X-wings are the planets? Oh, oh, what if they are piloting the planets <laughs> and that determines their orbits? I think we've worked worked it out (laughs) we've done it
0: you cracked the (laughs) the code (laughs) (laughs) I love conspiracy theories (laughs) oh my gosh well that's amazing sorry now I'm looking through the book okay so the New Republic their Wedge and crew are going to do things a little bit differently they need to have more space in between when someone from the night caller visits and from when things blow up on the planet so they're now working with the Elder Kraken and Alliance Intelligence to place teams on all these planets that are on their uh, meeting runs and so the race will go and see them and check out the facilities and get whatever intel they can and a couple, they'll wait a couple days to have um, the Elder Kraken's covert teams do some research and then a couple days after that go ahead and blow something up if they want to so it's less obvious that no one that no one will think that the sabotage is coming from the nightcaller, but just from someone tailing the nightcaller, which is the whole point. We then go to a couple days later, and they're back in the Sims doing their X-Wing piloty things. And Tyria is getting a little bit better at piloting, but she's trying really hard. And this is just a feel-good little thing where we find out that. The modifications that Face made to vape was literally making
2: him a cooler
0: so they could have some beer after their sit So good.
2: I, I am determined that he is an Australian now because that is 100% a thing an Australian would do. <laughs> is it? Some foster? Yes. Like, the first <laughs> thing they would do is be like, we got to make beer come out of this thing. Kind of make some beer come out of this droid.
1: I did, I did not love that moment. <laughs>
0: you're not australian
1: <laughs> yeah i guess i'm not very australian <laughs> it, just, it felt like a bud light commercial i don't know i it hated it was. i hated it yes
0: so the x-wings not the x-wing so the night is going to another planet but it does it's not really a planet it's just a system that has a number designation m2398 and it's just some blank space out there, but they do pick up on some calm signals of some what I imagine are kind of like honky-tonk folks talking back to each other. And they're... Truckers first they're kind of,
3: in yeah. space. They
0: pick up on these very mundane transmissions from each other tell, asking, like, ha-ha, it's cold out here, you know, shut up. And all these other <laughs> super unprofessional whatever's going on. But the Nightcaller goes in anyway.
3: And I love that image of just like common folk s- star pilots with their right? like the equivalent of semi-trucks just like doing their late night shifts to haul things from planet <laughs> to planet.
0: <laughs> it's true. They make contact and the base is called bloody ne- uh, uh yeah blood blood nest oh that's cool it's called blood nest. <laughs> 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 but it's really obvious that no one on blood nest wants to see anybody from the nightcaller and in fact they ordered the nightcaller not to show their face around here anymore and Face giving it right back to them only refers to them as Bloody Nose and kind of threatens <laughs> that you know you can't tell me what to do you're not my real dad and like we were talking about mutual profit isn't that what you want and so eventually the people of Bloody Nose say okay you can come in and they call them the Nutcracker which I feel like they don't know <laughs> what it is in space <laughs> So, whatever. But they go ahead and head toward their little home and beacon to have a meal and chat. As they continue forward, they realize it's a freaking trap. And as soon as they get into position, they the people on the base start firing at them. And with the way that they're positioned, they can't launch all of the X-Wings at one time because they have that super small little hold. So right now, at the end of this chapter, the only thing that's keeping the Nightcaller from, like, exploding completely is the two TIE Fighters that have no shields and Kel in Wraith 10. And we all know how well Kel does under pressure.
2: So well. So well.
1: He's very cool. He does
2: as well as I do. <laughs> Is that super great? <laughs> it's so great.
0: So oh, great.
3: You know what rhymes with Kel. <laughs> what, Danny? Hell. <laughs> no, well. Because that's how he's gonna do.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. He's that's gonna cool. do well, Kel. <laughs> <All right>. Hell. <laughs> Well (laughs) Heyo The
0: the raids slowly start emerging From the Nightcaller and go ahead And start dogfighting With some ships that are showing up And we find out that they're uglies And uglies are basically Snuff fighters but they're cobbled together From pieces of whatever they find So they can have you know, the TIE fighter eyeballs, but with X-Wing whatever's on them. And they just look dumb and don't really operate that well, but they're cheap to make. And it's kind of a staple of like the pirates, the space pirates, the bad ones, I guess.
1: So basically like a kid took a bunch of his star Wars Lego sets and just like just mixed and matched them.
0: them. Yeah.
3: It's Sid okay. from toy story.
1: Oh, just
0: like Sid from toy story. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> He's the kind of person who would fly in ugly and be in the situation.
1: He is one like of that. the worst Disney villains. I hate him so much. <laughs> He's yeah, all I think, yeah,
3: anyone who collects toys probably finds him to be like just absolutely repulsive. <laughs> <The worst. laughs>
0: So there's a lot of dog fighting going on, and right now the wraiths are doing not so bad, even though they just have to fly with whoever they can. They're not in their normal wing partners. They are fighting for a while most of this chapter. Pew 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 pew. Pew
3: Time passes.
0: Time. Sometime. <laughs> and then as they go as as they go a couple uglies do end up surrendering and making grounds toward the planet but things happen to where they're feeling not so good about this it kind of seems like a trap and in the end we do get a calm of jasmine wraith 2 saying that she's hit
3: you think that. Being able to identify traps would save them all. Run in her family or something. Wow.
0: (laughs) Too soon, Danny. Danny. Danny! Danny.
1: Not today.
3: I'm just saying, it's a twisted irony, that's all. (laughs) Because if Uncle, if good old Unky Admiral was there,
1: Unky Admiral would have been able to call it out. (laughs) Danny, did you say Unky Admiral? Oh my god. <laughs> Unky Admiral. <laughs> I love it.
0: At first, I wasn't really sure what he meant. I was like, what did you just <laughs> call him? It's Uncle Admiral, Admiral, but it's
1: made cutesy
3: sounding.
0: Hunky Admiral. <laughs> just like, Not Hunky. hunky <laughs> Admiral. <laughs> Makes sense. <sighs> oh gosh. <sighs> We find out that both Jesmin and Min have been hit and are kind of free-falling now. And Kel tries to go in to save Jesmin, but she her X-Wing is unresponsive, and she loses consciousness. And even her droid says goodbye, which is so sad and just horrifying. And Kel does what he can, but she ends up hitting the planet. Or the asteroid, or whatever, and just running aground to where there really isn't a hope of survival. Man on the other hand, does pull through,
2: and they do manage to take him back to base. These books are way more harsh when they kill people. Sure are.
0: <laughs> well, and it's such a oh, difference. Well. Like we are halfway through the first book, and like look how much of an impact Jasmine's death has made versus. I don't even remember his name. If you say um, Lou Jane. No. no.
3: <laughs> because I'm pretty sure she died halfway through the first book.
0: No, the Boffin, who like lasted oh. all till the end of the first book. Yeah. But we still were like, who is this guy? I don't care.
3: And the Like, I don't know.
0: I do not even thought about name. that guy. Yeah.
2: Who was it? What? I don't remember the being this character. Peshk. and That's it,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. So There's, there's that.
3: Yeah, and the way it was written is just like, every time this happens, like oh, like someone is hit, someone's in a dire life or death situation, and now we're gonna describe like the near impossible circumstances that are it's gonna take to bring them back, and like every time they survive because like otherwise they wouldn't be describing the near impossible circumstances that they're going to to bring them back. But then it's like three pages of like they tried to save her, they tried to save her, oh she died.
2: Just kidding. It's like they get so close, yeah. and you're like, yes, she's going to live, and then she doesn't
0: live. Like, and you're in just any like, no. other
3: book, they would have totally saved her in that situation.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh... And what's the most infuriating about this is Kel is more upset about failing to save her than
1: her actually dying. Which... Right. He, it's like Kel... all about him.
0: <laughs> Go away.
1: Uh... Kel.
0: Oh. Tyria does manage to pull Min with her, and that's only after Min is shut down again. He's only asking about Shiner, his R2. And the uh, only reason why he responds to him, why he responds to her is because she addresses him as Talon leader and then saying that she is Talon 2. His old squadron that, you know, everybody died at the beginning of this book. So There's that fun challenge to deal with in the future.
3: Uh, Just stab me in the heart. Right? Oof.
0: This is a hard time.
3: (laughs) This is a hard time.
0: (laughs) This is a hard time. The wraiths overall are successful and the rest of the people of Bloody Nose surrender. So when they're on base, they're all gathered in one of the rooms and Wedge makes it abundantly clear what he exactly what he thinks of them which is that they're all garbage humans or aliens they're all garbage beings and he does not care about them at all because he mentioned because they you know they talk about how this is unclaimed land and so we can do whatever we want with it and we have a right to protect ourselves and wedge is like okay well you're free to go but because there's no laws here oh my like we are all able to shoot you because there's no laws (laughs) and that kind of you know teaches them a lesson
1: a little bit that was that was a good wedge moment.
0: It really was. Yeah. It was so good. And he also, of course, mentions that he'll also just go ahead and blow a hole in the blood nest, venting the atmosphere. So anybody who happens to be alive at that point will just die from the vacuum. And then they'll just take all their stuff. (laughs) No
2: big deal. Damn. I kind of really like Pirate Wedge. I have (laughs) never been more into Wedge than this moment.
3: Pirate Wedge Wedge is savage.
2: Yeah, this is what Wedge (laughs) would
0: be like if he went to work for Booster Tarek. Rather than joining the Republic. That's what would have happened. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm into it. Right?
0: Super into it. And so then he <laughs> mentions that. If anyone. Might be interested in bartering their way. Off the planet for transportation. That you know. They better think of something good. To offer him because he's. They're going to take all their stuff anyway. So it better be some dang good intel. About Zinge and Trigget and whatever's going on out here. And that because they ended up killing one of his pilots, he's going to be extremely hard to please. So, Wedge is just, whew, gotta fan myself after that part.
1: Right?
2: Yeah, same. Same. You can't just say the same to your own statement. <laughs> yeah, Don't tell me what to do. You're not my
3: real dad. We have sh- no shoutouts this really week. Meg stuff. does what she wants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. So in the beginning of chapter 19, everyone's back on the night caller. And Kel, we find out Kel's in sick bay due to violent nausea.
3: The worst <laughs> kind of nausea.
1: Yikes.
2: Yikes. <laughs> <Nacial>. <laughs> Nausea is also very bad. I mean, I feel like that's pretty violent.
0: Yeah. Oof. I've never heard <laughs> described that way before. Mm. And then... That- also the Fanon mentions that Min does have a concussion, but he's off just sleeping it off, which sounds like not the correct
1: thing to do to a no. concussion. No, right, aren't you supposed to not sleep when like, you have a concussion?
0: I learned that from ten things I hate about you.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to keep them awake. <laughs> so it's like the first just, thing you ever well, learn right, about a concussion. Sleeping.
2: They, they never said that Fanon was like the best doctor. He just did medical stuff sometimes. Right. I guess.
0: We do get to see one more shot of Bamf and charge wedge because he goes to see Kel in the sick bay. And oh my gosh. It's just the way he starts it with saying, I don't know how you do it. You do such good work, then you screw everything up. And of course. <laughs> Oh, it's savage. Of course, Kel thinks that he's talking about Jasmine dying, that it was all his fault. And Wedge, of course, is like, no, you idiot. (laughs) And that there are so many other reasons. Like, Kel has nothing to do with why she died. There are so many other things that made that happen, right? It's the inertial compensator. It's the it's her body's fault for falling for failing her it's the yeah, tame driver who hit her right like it's not it's nothing to do with Kel nothing and of course Kel's like but then what do you mean I screwed up and it's because Wedge very pointedly says that it's because every time he thinks he's failed he goes to pieces and you know he I'm just gonna read it because it's so good You think you failed, you go to pieces. Every one of us lost a friend today, and who's in sick bay? You. Mindonos Oh, turn the page, Mindonos has a concussion, and he's just sleeping it off. You need a doctor's care. Now get up, get back in uniform. I want you to search the pirate base for explosives. I don't want any of us losing hands or our lives when we're exploring. We need you. That's part of it too, isn't it? Someone needs you and you go to pieces. Well, we do need you. We're relying on you. Our lives depend on you right now. What's it going to be? And uh, just so good.
1: Yeah, he is not having it.
0: And then, of course, Kel is like, permission to speak freely, sir. Every time you make one of these motivational speeches, I want to beat you to death. And Wedge just shoots back. And how do you suppose I feel about you whenever you, whenever some responsibility
2: sends you into vapor lock,
0: and then he just leaves? He just drops his mic and leaves.
2: Wow. Uh, Kel got told.
0: Which is so good, because honestly, he has bigger problems right now, and of course, that problem is notifying Admiral Akbar of Jasmine's death.
1: No. Uh, do we have to?
0: Not yet, because the next page is just him agonizing over the best way to say it.
1: He because he wrote some really bad things to start. <laughs>
0: yeah, because it's you know, I regret to inform you, I'm I'm a bearer of bad news. I wish I could soften the blow somehow, and it's just like, well, <laughs> he knows it's gonna be bad. You yep. just need to not do this. We do take a little bit of break from Wedge to I guess ease our hearts even though not really because then we just go to Kel and Tyria and they have a really awkward flirting conversation kind of they just kind of ask how each other's doing and that they're both feeling terrible but then they just end up saying That's how night, I flirt, and that was it like it was a really weird conversation and it didn't really matter at all <laughs> and Flirting then we go back. Learning is to-
3: important.
0: Yes, it sure is. Yeah. Then, of course, we go back to Wedge, who is finally, with an hour before he needs to wake up the next day, finally finished what he's going to tell Admiral Akbar. And the bit hardest part was that he finally figured out how to start it, and it is with "Is my sad duty to report to you the death of Jasmine Akbar." And, of course, he says that. some very beautiful things about how, you know, she has served and she had done so well, even in the short time that she was with the squadron. But that everything she does is making an impact for the future. And that even though she's gone, it doesn't end what she did, which is very beautiful. And thank you, Wedge, for putting that time into it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gave me some feels. Everything
2: is bad. Everything feels bad Yeah. Oof.
0: Oh, wedge. The next thing was something that happens. Where are we? Hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then something else <laughs> happens. <laughs> some <stuff>. Well,
0: it's <laughs> just some things that are going on. So the night caller leaves the bloody nose and goes ahead and continues on its mission. There's oh gosh, it's just Kel Kel's being Kel and he's still terrified every time Wiz talks to him, no matter what it is. And he always thinks of him he's the man who killed my father, like even in the most simplest interactions. He's the man who killed my father and he's gonna kill me for some reason, which is just so
1: weird, so paranoid God. All about
0: Kel. It's all about Kel. And as Kel's going about his, like, punishment duty, which is like, hey, you're one of the ship's mechanics. Go fix the ship. It's not really punishment. He's just capable. (laughs) He runs into Tyria again, of course. And she gifts him with a kiss on the cheek. And Kel, an expert in human psychology. (laughs) (laughs) harkens back to the conversation that Grinder talked about, how wounded females no, I mean, wounded males always have females who try to nurse them back to health, and he figures that, yeah. hey he figures that, hey if this is how she'll like me I'm okay with it this is so
2: bad this is so
0: bad
1: uh, <laughs> could not be cringing more.
2: He's like, alright. I guess I'll just be a wounded deer then. At least Corn had some self-respect. <laughs> right. uh,
3: he, he had plenty of that, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> he
2: had so much. <laughs> Oof. Well, he had self-confidence at least. Yes. Very true. And, I mean, and also Corrin wasn't ever like...
0: Wolf, this is the only will. Get some action. All right. The <laughs> problem was that? He kept rejecting heresy.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. Because he kept thinking about his dad. <laughs> it's a whole different problem. So yeah. now I think this is like maybe the only time in these four chapters we do get to see Warlord Zinch, but of course, he's just talking with Trigit and they change exchange stories Zinch tells them about how the Night Nightcaller is definitely being tailed and about how all the stops that it's making are being targeted by Alliance people and sabotaged. And the news that Triggit has is that there is some Rebel, not Rebel Alliance, they not the Rebel Alliance anymore. There is some Republic presence on Talacia, which... We remember is an old Rogue Squadron base. But now there was more activity there, including the Borlaeus, which was one of the ships that got away um, after that totally humiliated Admiral Triget on Folar. So he's pretty anxious to go and get revenge for what happened to him there. And Zinj is also going to send extra ships, the Provocateur and Nightcaller, <laughs> I just why are these so sexy
1: what a good door uh, it's so good and the constrictor which I don't even
0: want
3: to talk about right now nope I imagine these were all named by Orson Krennic back during his party days <laughs> oh
0: my gosh he's like if I can't open any clubs, I'm just gonna call these what I want <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so Admiral Triggett is going to be assisted by the Provocator Nightcaller and Constrictor to take out Fuller Base. Of course, they don't know that the Nightcaller is being crewed entirely by the Rebel, the New Republic, so that will be a surprise for later. Kel then is doing his repairs and he overhears a conversation between Wedge and Wiz. It's obvious then that they both know Min's coma- basically comatose state where he's eating things and he'll drink things but only if you like put them in his hand and he's not responding to anybody. And after Wedge leaves, Kel jumps down from his hiding place like a super creep and scares the bejesus out of Wiz. And he's just so shocked that they're just letting, they're covering up for Min, that it's okay that Min is suffering right now, and they're trying to, like, make him better. He just can't understand that, why, why it's okay with Wiz, because for whatever reason... Kel always thought that if you screw up once in front of Wiz Jansen, he was just going to straight up murder you. (laughs) (laughs) And from what we all know of Wiz, he is like the last person
1: (laughs) who would
0: do this. Not at all. Oh my gosh.
1: Everyone is so dramatic. (laughs) So dramatic.
0: (laughs) And as he says, like Wiz finally realizes what Kel what the heck Kel's talking about and he's like no you dummy why would why would you think that and Kel goes that well you're always the man who killed my father but now I don't think that you're I guess an unfair murderer it's very confusing kel because was a of weird one interaction yeah because of overhearing this conversation where he just didn't straight up murder men for being troubled uh-huh. and we also get to find out some really cool nicknames <laughs> that kel gave him as a child which was jansen the killer jansen the lurker which where did that even
3: come from <laughs> oh my god kel needs a therapist <laughs> hardcore <laughs>
0: Like asap. Yeah. Right?
1: yeah. Oh.
3: How'd you even? Like, get I'm glad stress? that he forgave Wiz, but I am not gonna go ahead and call that story th- thread <laughs> tied up.
1: <laughs> <just> no, <yet. laughs> it's gonna keep coming back. It's I think. Wow.
0: And then after yeah. this, like, super non-apology, Kel just like squats and jumps back up into the air vents.
1: That was so weird. <laughs> that was so weird. Why? I-
0: <laughs> Why is he like this? And Liz is just like what the heck? just right he,
1: he kept like waiting for him to reappear thinking like okay this conversation is like maybe not over but he's gonna he literally me. just like ran away.
0: right like if anyone's afraid of getting <laughs> murdered it should be Wiz. Yeah. <laughs> so weird so weird. Gosh at least like I could understand Corrin Horn
2: when he was doing stuff. This I do not I do not understand. I don't understand Cal at all. Oh gosh.
0: So for some more super fun times, the next chapter starts off with Min, who is basically back in that squad run where, you know, his whole team died. So that's super great. Yay. Yay! So they're talking to each other, and basically the other pilots that he hears are telling him that he needs to survive, that he needs to live, and that they don't, you know, blame him, and they want him to, like, keep going, and that's when he finds out that, surprise, this was all a clever ruse, and he's just in the sim, and it's his fellow pilots face Tyra, Tyria, Tyria, Phelan and Kel who are posing as Talon Squadron.
2: What a fun goof. What a what a nice little
0: session there. And of course, <laughs> Min is so pissed, so mad that he had to live through that again. And he almost punches Kel in the dick, which was amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just
0: what else are you gonna do just
1: just go for it i
0: mean (laughs) we all want to
1: you might as well
0: (laughs) and of course everyone else's reasoning is you know we were trying to bring you back and that he's basically just letting himself die where he is um, by you know being non-responsive and not doing anything and we find out that the reason why he's so focused on Shiner is because he thinks of Shiner as being the last Talon, the last member of Talon Squadron, which, ugh, oh, that hurts. so oh, upsetting. Yeah. That, that hurts so much. And everyone's trying to support him and saying that they're his friends. But of course, Min is like, I don't want friends. Friends die. And it's like, oh, my gosh. You need
3: to- this guy needs a therapist. Everyone everyone needs a needs a good time.
1: Yeah, I think all of this squadron needs to like take some time off and Ooh, uh, hire a therapist chats. for all of them. I think yeah. yeah.
2: I think face is doing fine. I mean Face is fine. Yeah. <laughs> face you're
1: is yeah, He's face fine. fine. Yeah, a Oof. couple of them are fine. Yeah.
0: But most of yeah. them not so much. No gosh. Most of them
1: are in a pretty bad place.
0: Right. <laughs> And, of course, Min thinks that the Talons all blame him for what happened and that their families hate him and want him to die and that he should have died with them. And because, of course, Kel speaks up about how, you know, their families don't want that. Uh, Min's like, what are you talking about? Like, this whole time you've just been, like, murderizing your – murder, giving Wes Jansen the murder eyes. You feel exactly the same way. He killed your father, and now you want revenge. And that's exactly how he feels about everyone who's attached to Talon Squadron.
1: Okay, can we talk about how murderize is now a verb? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Murderizing. is such a good verb. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I mean, there's
0: not really a better way to describe (laughs) it.
1: No. There's
0: not. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then, of course, they get into a big fight, and Kel's like, that's not how I feel about it at all, and that I'll never like him, but, you know, I've accepted that he does good things, and that he doesn't want, you know, any more people to die, and... Ugh. Kel's just the worst. Even when he's trying to comfort someone. He's still just is so ineffective. But it kind of works with Min. And he realizes that, okay, maybe he understands that he was might have been seeing what he wanted to see. And that rather than being angry, people were just sad. And that... He misread that and made some assumptions that weren't true. And they kind of all get to a point where they're not. Where he, he, At least he's responsive now. He's back to himself, even if he does still kind of hate himself. But at least he's talking and at least he's responding to his crew, his fellow pilots. Yay. Yay. That's the first step in the right direction, men. Proud of you.
1: Getting there. Still maybe need a therapist, but...
0: Everybody's still it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Repression isn't really curing it. Whew, that's rough.
0: People kind of break up into their own groups, and Tyria reaches out to Kel being like, oh, you know, what's this about Wes Jansen and your father? Yeah, because Kel's talking about how you know he really wishes it didn't happen, but he now understands that Wiz had a reason, and in you other know, words, it's,
3: Kel's it's okay. over it. Okay, why don't you just stop asking about it? Okay, yeah, over please it, stop fine. talking to me about Let's it. Let's just talk
0: about you. It's fine. Let's talk
3: about you, which leads us to,
0: which leads us to like our very first, well, not our very first, our very second rogue mance
3: section. Rave mance.
0: Man, so that doesn't sound as good.
1: <laughs>
0: Yikes. <laughs> Yikes.
1: <laughs> I thought we were calling them sex scenes.
0: Oh yeah, sex scenes. Yeah. Yes. You remember a while back when I told you I loved you and you told me it was just a puddle on the floor and then you put my face into that puddle? <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> what? wait. Yeah, can we? <laughs> we have to pause and discuss this, I think, <laughs> because what?
0: You're not like a dog who peed on the floor and then like what, rubbed his face in it to look, teach him better.
3: People do that.
0: People do that.
1: Does that work? Yeah. No. No. no oh. never. You're
3: giving me, filling me
1: with so much hope. No, don't do it. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do, it. do it. No, I don't know that's it. terrible. Uh, okay. Carry on. I just had to highlight the absurdity of that quote. <laughs> oh, <Cal. laughs>
3: She looked at him as if to gauge his mood. Seeing that he wasn't mad, she managed a sympathetic smile.
2: Of course I remember. Well, I have
0: something to tell you. After I realized you were right, I decided that it was enough to be your friend. Good! Then I fell in love with you again.
3: Her expression became one of dismay and exasperation.
0: Oh, Cal! No, bear with me just for a minute. It's just the same words again. Same words, different Cal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this time I know <laughs> what I'm talking about.
2: Of course you do. Sit honesty to on. Honesty to on.
3: Okay, we have to pause again. Is this like going to become a thing that they always say to each other? Is this like their little phrase? (laughs) Oh,
1: no. Is it really? I don't want (laughs) this to be a thing. Uh, I hate it.
3: (laughs) Heath, set honesty to on. Deep down, you find it kind of endearing.
1: No, my honesty is all the way on right now, and I hate it.
2: <laughs> How much time did you spend thinking about me today?
0: Every chance I got. Every chance I had when Commander Antilles and Jansen weren't working on me. Weren't working me.
3: Ooh, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were you. <watching> <laughs> Oops.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is <so> weird. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> then, how many of those little fantasies of yours was I wearing any clothes?
3: He snorted in amusement.
2: <laughs> Lots of them. Most of them.
3: The I didn't word. hear.
1: I did not hear snort in amusement, though. <laughs> oh you gotta gosh. go back.
3: He snorted in <laughs> That's amusement. <a> snort. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lots of them. I'm Most of them.
3: The words, the truth, came easily to him.
0: I saw us together in quiet times, when the war with the last bits of the Empire was over, and we could argue and be confused about what to do next, deciding things together. I saw myself presenting you to my family, that's weird, and saw them making a place in their lives and
3: hearts for you. He saw distress in her expression, but pressed on anyway.
0: I saw a hundred ways for our lives together to be, and the only thing that made me sad was what that we couldn't explore all of them.
3: He sighed.
0: <sighs> but now, like the galaxy's worst general, I've told you my objective. I'm going to win your heart. I just don't know how I'm going to do it, you being forewarned and all. She
3: lunged at him. Her tackle took him off the end of the sofa. Suddenly she was atop him on the floor, her arms around his neck embracing him but glaring furiously. He rubbed the back of his head where it had hit the deck. Ow. Shut up. She kissed him. That went on a while and felt better than a three-day bender on churban brandy. Even better for the rising heat and excitement he felt, something no brandy could ever simulate. In spite of his confusion, he remembered to wrap her up in his arms so she couldn't escape when she regained her senses. Yikes. Finally, she broke the kiss and returned to glaring at him.
0: Well, that wasn't bad.
3: He said. But I,
2: but I thought <laughs> you didn't feel the way I did. Of course you did. <laughs> but then you're a giant adolescent with no sense. A big shaved Wookiee with no grasp of human emotions. Granted, but how long have you wanted me?
3: Her expression went from angry to plaintive in an instant.
2: Since I met you. What? Then why didn't you? Because you were in love with that other Tyria, the one who doesn't exist. We established that weeks ago. She managed
3: a little smile.
2: But I think you're finally over her. I am. You have to prove it. How? I will find a way. Ugh. Wink. Wink wonk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a scene.
2: Oh that was something. That was... <sighs> something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a scene. Is it, is
3: it okay that I'm frustrated by the fact that she was like, I liked you all along, but I was testing you. Hey. No, it was awful. Okay, good.
2: I mean, she was kind of teaching him a lesson about him disliking the idea of her, which I can kind of understand, but also a little bit weird and not great. I think this is just all terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's bad. I mean, she is talking, so you know. Right, absolutely.
0: Well, in better news, later, Wedge goes into the officer's mess hall and he sees Min with other wraiths chatting and having a pretty good time. Face, unfortunately, looks very tired. And so do Kel and Tyria looking super sleep deprived but even more cheerful than usual. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Indeed. Which then calls Wiz over and they go a walk in and he's like, hey, what's, what in the world is going on? And, you know, no one really seems to know except that something happened with Kel yesterday and it's okay. Everything's weird, but everything's
2: okay, Probably. <laughs> no one knows. The race are weird. They are a strange bunch.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Wedge is now in the comm officer's chair, putting on his best Captain Terillion. And this is when they find out that the Nightcaller is
3: being. Oh. I did not pause. read this
2: chapter. I did not read this chapter very carefully. Hold on. <laughs> My favorite thing is when Zinj calls him a baby. He sure does. It's good. Who doesn't like to be called a baby?
3: Um, I, <laughs>
2: probably Captain uh, Duralian. I don't.
3: Like
2: Unless to, he's into that, I don't know.
3: I don't like to be called a baby.
2: <laughs> okay, well, whatever, Danny. Okay. <laughs> I won't call you a baby then, Danny. Thank you. No.
1: Note to self, start calling Danny a baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Note to self. (laughs) So, of course, Terillion is like, why are you calling? Kind of mode. But really, he's just, Zinj is there to, one, tell them about how Bloodnest is no more. And that they were definitely hit by Alliance pilots or agents. And that... And Face, of course, puts up the, the pretense that at the stop in his next mission, he'll pretend to jump the Nightcaller out, but then lie in wait and destroy them. Zinge then gives him the assignment that he's going to help Triget finish off the survivors of Fuller Base. The race then have to have a meeting about what exactly they're going to do about this, because obviously they can't let the Implacable kill a whole bunch of the Alliance members. But... The soon as they deploy their fighters, it's going to be really obvious that the night is no longer in alignment with Zinge. Eventually, they come up with the idea that I am reading over right now. <laughs> 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 that they meet up with some a pirate group, um, the with the ship the Hawkbat, and that they end up. Oh, well, this is so weird. Oh, I don't know. Some stuff happens. It doesn't really come to fruition yet. <laughs> we'll find out in the next chapter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oof. They're gonna, like, plant a virus or something, right? Isn't <laughs> that always the
2: answer? <laughs> I mean, what? not for the good guys last time. Oh, gosh. The trap.
0: guys trap. That is what they did on Independence Day, though, so... Oh, yeah! So, they're going to rendezvous with the supply ship, the Hawkbat, which, better name than any of the other ships so far. And they feel like they're going to be okay with the Hawkbat. Yeah, they're getting some contaminants to, like, get the ship contaminated from a hospital, so they're going to do a hospital heist, which seems not so good
1: yeah that seems uh, not ideal right
0: it's basically so they can avoid meeting the people in the hawkbat to person and just do a rendezvous for the supplies but mm-hmm. not actually
2: cross paths and That's the smart. end i feel like i feel like if they cross paths they might give themselves away just maybe, maybe. just because like <laughs> everybody knows what wedge looks like and all <laughs>
0: And of course Wedge tells them to go get some rest and everybody laughs and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this ending.
1: is some a weird chapter. It
0: is. Like Wedge does not want to know what's going on right
1: now. Yeah, yep. that ending was really odd. It was it made me really uncomfortable.
3: It was really <laughs> awkward. <Yeah. laughs> it made Wedge
0: really
2: uncomfortable, to be honest.
1: I did not like it.
2: I think Wedge was like He when he was like looking after the rogues, it was like a bunch of young uni students, right? He just picked up a group of toddlers at this time.
1: Toddlers who need therapists. Yeah. He needs yeah. That's basically what the rates are. Yeah. Toddlers who need (laughs) therapists.
0: He needs to make sure if they go out
2: for like walks, that he has that rope that everybody can hold on to so no one gets. Oh my
1: god.
2: (laughs) He has like those monkey backpacks that are actually a leash. (laughs) <laughs> I had a leash
0: backpack. Let's not
2: talk.
1: <laughs> I maybe, hope there's maybe. fan art somewhere of the Wraiths walking with one of those ropes. And if there's oh not, God. listeners, there's a challenge for you.
2: You would be very cute.
1: We would love it. Speaking right. of cute, let's talk listener questions. Last week we asked you... What distant Akbar relative are you hoping to meet in a future X-Wing book?
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> Why did we do that?
2: This is a bad time. Yeah.
1: Meg, this was cruel. Or, Meg, did you come up with that question, or did we come up with it on the fly last week?
0: You came up with that question.
1: Oh, okay. How <laughs> <Like, laughs> no, could you? Way to ask, the Keith. <laughs> I i totally forgot how we came up with it i thought this was a meg question and as i was copying the so answers silly. in i was like meg this was so mean <laughs>
2: it was not me it was not me you still let
0: us do it absolutely
1: yeah yeah <laughs> she knew what was coming um we got an email response from sydney Yay. um
3: send us more emails we checked them yeah so yeah wow. <laughs> yeah
1: sydney's Sydney sent this email to the regular Far Far Away radio email, which reminded me that we have an email address that I haven't checked in a while. So sorry to everybody who had submitted some answers to that email account. I saw them today. <laughs> and
3: We're going to do I'll a quick her. training session on email forwarding after this.
1: I'll be writing you all back today to say thank you. <laughs> But Sydney emailed us this week, so it's relevant. So I'll read it. She said, "Hey guys, the long lost Akbar relation. I want to see goes something like this. After weeks of debating with, with himself, Wedge finally pulls together the courage to ask Akbar out. Oh, oh, interesting.
0: <laughs> already into it. This yeah. is going
1: <laughs> in unexpected places already. Really? <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, pretty rogue potty, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is p- pretty typical of rogue potty. You're right." Right as he holds out his carefully crafted bouquet of seaweed, he comes face to face with Akbar's husband, who'd been captured by Imperials and long thought dead. From here, on, <laughs> from here on out, Wedge hunts down and kills missing spouses before he places his restaurant reservation. Oh, no. <laughs> what uh, a great supervillain. That was so good.
3: <laughs> oh my God!
1: I also love the um, bouquet of seaweed. <laughs> A really nice touch. It's the- Cole said, "Uncle Irokbar, who is comedic yet wise, and his nephew and bar who has a nasty space burn scar okay. around one of his eye stalks."
3: Okay, so someone has not watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. So let's try that again. I believe this is to be pronounced "Uncle I bar Okay, and nephew Zookbar. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, Danny got like offended about that. <laughs> Danny. Wow. Do you want to take the rest of them, Danny? In case there are any other references.
3: <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we gave Cole's answer justice. That's all. I apologize, Cole. I
2: mean, we do yell it. Well, saying names wrong, so maybe we would have gotten that's nailed. That's true. For that. You're
1: right. Actually, that's kind of our thing. Uh, our thing <laughs> is our mispronouncing <laughs> everything. <laughs> Jay said, "Cousin Gilbert Akbar, who is a Trappist monk and school teacher exploring the profound currents of religion. He's a Jesus fish. <laughs> that's really <What>? funny. <laughs> you know those Jesus fish <laughs> that people put on their cards?
3: That's amazing. oh, oh. No, Do you I don't have know religion that in New Zealand."
2: <laughs> i mean yeah but apparently no religious fish
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, fair I guess. our fish in america are religious too <laughs> <laughs>
1: everything here is. that sounds right nancy said his adopted son his adopted son aquaman as played by yes uh, yeah yes. i like it i like it Luke Brywalker sent us this quote from Admiral Radis from the Rogue One novelization, which says, "trusted his gunners and his captains to swim as the tide demanded, and then pointed out." I guess all Mon Cala use sea cliches when they are commanding, so I'm sure Radis and Akbar are cousins. What else would oh. they use? Oh,
0: what a generalization!
1: These sea, cliche, sea cliches. <laughs> like it, Snoke said. Myself.
2: Uh-huh. Snoke, why? Why? <laughs>
1: Nick said, Nick had a few good answers. Um, first up was his Uncle Jim Akbar. Just Your good old <laughs> Uncle Jim. <laughs> <laughs> then Nick said, a time tra- traveling older Akbar out to kill him for some reason who turns out to be a future version of the Admiral himself. So a bit of a time paradox there. Oh. And then... I'm
2: not, I'm not the looper. Right? <laughs> <laughs> i never actually watched Looper. I mean, that is basically Looper. Okay, cool.
1: And then I really like this last answer from Nick. His annoyed older brother, whose first name is literally Admiral. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wouldn't you be so mad?
1: I would be so mad.
0: Especially if you, like, <laughs> always just stayed a lieutenant. Like, oh, there's there's Lieutenant Admiral like <laughs> With Admiral,
1: <laughs> uh, it would make me so mad, mostly at my parents for naming me Ad-
0: Admiral. <laughs> oh. right. Ooh, talk about setting some expectations,
3: right? I mean, they they named their other kid GL, so it's not like <laughs> they're not really great at naming to begin with.
1: Tom said, the race go undercover as imperial caterers with the help of Akbar's slovenly brother in law, Snack Bar. Oh, I like Snack Bar.
3: <laughs> That's wonderful.
1: Mika said, his long deceased ancestor, Moncala Bodhi, who is the first Moncalamari to inherit the profession of a social justice warrior. His legacy, a giant statue of justice rising from the oceans of Moncala. It is, of course, glistening.
0: That is so beautiful. Oh,
1: that's a beautiful response.
0: I haven't
1: <laughs> turned my that. eyes. Mon that's
0: like <laughs> a combination of two of my favorite things.
1: So good. Ian Miller said, I personally want to meet Sad and Mad Wackbar, the twin half human kids of Akbar and Winter. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> why are their names sad and mad i don't know
2: <laughs> <love>
1: Tyco <laughs> would like a word ian Tycho and wedge
0: would have some words <laughs>
1: about this. raising fangirl said akbar's long-lost twin who's a famous swimsuit model known for his glistening pectoral fin <laughs> amazing
0: <laughs>
1: so good and finally news of the galaxy said admiral snack bar his weird cousin, who runs a food truck called Admiral Snack Bar's World Wraps. Tagline It's a wrap. Oh my god.
0: What if, like, that's who Admiral Bar got to cater, like, all of the New Republic functions? <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, Republic <laughs> Akbar, you need to stop. Right? You need to they, stop.
1: Like, they had this. an exclusive contract with Snack We're program. getting what? real
3: sick of the seaweed wraps, Admiral. <laughs>
2: Super
3: um, Some of us don't eat fish. I'm gonna say
0: Mika.
2: Oh,
1: I'm gonna say Sydney Yeah. I'm gonna say
2: Mika and. Sydney. They're so because good. They're really both good. so good. They're both so good in different yeah. ways. Yeah. They're
1: both really. Good. One
2: for
3: each.
1: Yeah. They're both very catered to us too.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> catered by snack bar. <laughs> no.
0: Um, I think like- a slightly smaller glistening <laughs> body should go to Nick because I just really like the older brother Admiral Ackbar.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Agreed. And for this week's question what unnecessary modifications would you make to your Astromech unit, like Vape's beer cooler? I'd <laughs> add, add a reading lamp
0: oh my god that's weird i would add a hot cocoa
3: machine oh nice
0: yeah because space gets cold
3: good good yeah yeah i think like a snack compartment would be good and like every time i reach for a snack it gives me a wrap and says it's a wrap
2: <laughs> i want a nacho bar
3: It's <laughs> a full-blown You're nacho really- bar <laughs>
2: <laughs> you like pull it out and it's oh, like an nacho bar that's I'm a amazing nacho
1: bar, though. I'm into it yeah oh just so, something that like constantly heats up your queso <laughs> like, so it's always and good. then
2: I would, I would name my droid nacho and then when anyone oh, touches it I be like Nach- a nacho droid <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: gosh well that's beautiful oh. I love that 3 out of our 4 answers were food related <laughs> we're hungry I know okay yeah.
2: <laughs> so if you have an answer to our question this week Hit us up at Roguepodron on Twitter You can find us on our website RoguePodrin.tumblr.com We have an email that we will check now Which is roguepodron at gmail.com and you can subscribe to us via the Far Far Away radio feed On iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner or Google Play And also leave us a nice review Like this person, will Bash, Who left us a 5 star review Saying, total 5 star rating I'm now on book 3 of a series that without this podcast I would have no interest in and the lack of would probably have no measurable impact on my life. I'm hooked. We've done things, we've made people rage. That is amazing. Yay. Yay, reading.
0: Speaking so, of reading, next time, X Wing Race Squadron, chapters 21 through 24. And with that, this is Rogue Quadron finally signing off. <laughs> Hatch out. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Pew. Rogue Leader, signing off.
3: Rogue Six, signing off.
2: Rogue Seven, signing off.
1: Rogue Three, signing off.
0: Oh, sh- shoot. I totally forgot my Rogue Padre notebook that held the intros in it. Hold on. <laughs> go,
1: go, 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 go.
3: <laughs> go, Rogue Leader. So, how are things?
1: Things are good. (laughs)
3: Good. Good. Did it snow for anyone else today?
1: No, it was like 70 degrees here today. What? For real? Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay, the good news is it was in
2: my bag and not at work. Good. Good job, Meg. He tells your temperature, like, always the same as mine. This is weird.
1: I know. Well, but
3: his is in Fahrenheit and yours is in Celsius, so... I would we hope don't it's get to not seventy Celsius. degrees
1: Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> um. Yeah. We just don't have winter anymore in New York City. Apparently. Oh. Damn.
3: The climate is trying to prove a point. Yeah. It's like <laughs> hey, no it's... one is listening to me.
1: Believe me now. <laughs>
3: We've had three
0: snow days this year, which is very
1: unusual. So. Right, yeah. You've had yeah. a much winterier winter than we have, which is weird. Yes.
3: Winter? Okay. Um. am so
1: slightly smaller.
3: Keith, you're a hot mess right now.
0: Yeah, you're hella breaking up.
3: <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> I am. Yeah.
1: I I wasn't saying anything.
3: Your whatever you were you're, saying like what getting... it what it's saying it like it, it, the s.
2: Did he die? <laughs> Did he
1: <laughs> But I wasn't saying anything.
2: Okay, now you're fine. Fine.
0: Well that's a ghost. Cool. <laughs> Moving on.
1: Slightly smaller <laughs> listening buddies. It's weird. Yeah, I like literally wasn't saying anything.
2: Okay, now we're super freaked out. Yeah. Mail roguepod at gmail dot Subscribe to us by the far, far rare I'm gonna do that again. Subscribe yeah. to us by the far, far Ra- radio feed. Yes.
3: Is that the email, roguepad at gmail We changed it, right? No. Oh.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that all
0: again. Man. Oh
2: gosh. Oh my.
0: We're, we're,
1: struggle, Get it but together.
3: we are all on it. <laughs> Who?